Hi, my name is Alex and welcome to my mental health series. I will be touching on six different topics. We have stress management, sleep hygiene, major depressive disorder, depression throughout the lifespan, seasonal affective disorder, and social support for all these things. The first topic we'll be touching on is stress management. According to the American Psychological Association, they found on average that teens reported their stress levels to be a 5.8 on a 10-point scale. This is compared to adults, which reported about a 5.1. The American Psychological Association also found in a survey that nearly half of teens, about 42%, reported that they do not feel like they were doing enough or they weren't even sure what to do to manage their stress. That is more than 1 in 10. That's insane. So let's take a moment and reflect. Think about a time that you dealt with stress. Was it positive? Was it negative? In this podcast, we will be talking about different ways to handle stress. So what is stress? Stress is a normal part of life. Everyone experiences it at some point. But everyone also manages it differently. Stress causes hormones like adrenaline and cortisol to be released into the body. These hormones will speed up the heart rate, breathing rate, blood pressure, and metabolism. Too much stress can affect your mood, relationships, school, and work performance. Sometimes individuals react to stress by becoming angry or upset or even blaming someone else. They may feel so overwhelmed that they avoid the stressful situation, pretend it isn't happening, or even trying to escape through alcohol or other drug use. These are negative or unhealthy ways to deal with stress that can wind up adding to the pressure that you're already feeling and cause more problems over time. Sometimes stress might push or motivate people to take action or handle the situation that's causing the stress. Sometimes people are able to keep the positive outlook and think of good things that could come from the situation. Getting more information, asking for help, doing something to relax, taking a break until you feel calmer, or approaching a problem one step at a time are all positive ways to respond to stress. So, what is the fight or flight response? This is a response that is going to play a critical role in how humans deal with stress and danger in their environment. This is usually an automatic response, but sometimes when it happens, it's not always needed. What the fight or flight response does is it primes the body for action. There are going to be some physical signs you're going to notice. There's going to be rapid heartbeat and breathing, pale or flushed skin, metabolism increases, you're going to have shallow breathing, you're going to start sweating, there's going to be all the flow of your blood to the internal organs and extremities are decreased. Pupils get dilated and then the immune and digestive system are inhibited. It is important to recognize when you are going into the fight or flight response, especially when it's not needed. Um, By doing this, this will help you prevent from entering an unhealthy negative stress cycle. Symptoms of stress will include but aren't limited to hostile, angry, or irritable feelings, feeling anxious, trying to avoid people, being moody and frustrated with things that normally don't bother you, crying easily, or so you just feel like you're on the verge of crying, and you find it harder to concentrate. 
Other physical symptoms might include an upset stomach, diarrhea, indigestion, headache, a raised heart rate, backache, having a hard time sleeping, and eating more or less than normal. There are basically two categories for dealing with stress, unhealthy choices and healthy choices. We're going to start with unhealthy choices. One would be using alcohol, tobacco, or any other drugs to escape the pressure. Two, oversleeping or undersleeping. Also, overeating or undereating. Compulsive spending and withdrawing from friends, family members, partners, and then also watching maybe hours and hours of TV or, you know, not really doing much. Healthy choices for coping with stress include taking deep breaths to calm the negative thoughts. Also, thinking positives. Answer any negative self-talk with some positive answers. Talk to someone. It could be someone close to you or, you know, a random stranger. Talk to your parent. Talk to a friend. Talk to a teacher. See a mental health counselor. Set some goals. Ask for help. Focus on what you control, what you can't control, and what you cannot. Let it go. Get some exercise. This doesn't mean you have to go run a 5K. You could go for a walk just around the block. Take time to laugh. Find a favorite YouTube video. Also, take time out for yourself. Do something to, that you enjoy. Do you like listening to music? Maybe read a new book. Go to yoga. And get involved in the community by volunteering. Okay, now take a minute and brainstorm. List effects that you feel when you are stressed. Do you overeat? Do you just skip eating? Do you sleep all day long? I want you to think about those. Are they healthy? Are they unhealthy? Let's talk about some stress-reducing exercises. First, we're going to focus on deep breathing. This could purely be just focusing on your breath or changing the way you breathe. Are you breathing really fast? Can you slow it down? There are also so many awesome breathing techniques you can use to calm your body and your brain in just a few minutes. Second, muscle relaxation. This is going to start out with some breath work as well. Practice tightening and relaxing each muscle group, starting all the way at the top of your head and work all the way down to your toes. This will help you recognize when a muscle group is tight or tense and you'll be able to relax easier. Third, is going to be guided imagery. This is when you're going to utilize all your senses. This includes vision, taste, sound, smell, and touch. You're going to use all these to build images in your mind that your body feels. And these are going to be just as real as external events. These can actually stimulate changes in your heart rate, blood pressure, and respiratory patterns because of the deep physical mind-body connection. Another great tool is going to be yoga. This could be at an at-home practice or in a studio. Also, meditating. There's guided and unguided. Unguided is when it would be a silent meditation. And last, which I think is most important, is developing a positive self-talk habit. You got to learn to talk to yourself with a more compassionate and realistic manner. We are our own hardest critiques and we have to realize how 
detrimental that is to our mental health. So think which one fits your style best. Take a second and pause. Try one of these techniques or try them all. Maybe you want to go take a yoga class right now. Maybe you just want to do some muscle relaxation. Try one out. Well, thanks for joining me from, for episode one. I encourage you all to practice some new techniques. Try maybe a combination. Or if you find one that works, stick with it. Keep a journal of times when you were stressed this week and how you dealt with it. Was it positive? Was it negative? How did you feel the rest of the day? Be sure to tune in for my next episode, which will be on sleep hygiene. Talk to you soon.